This episode is dedicated to our Stand With The Arts title sponsor, William Ravis, the official real estate company of the Arts Foundation. Hi, I'm Emma from the Arts Foundation of Cape Cod. A few things have changed since last season, mainly a global pandemic. So we felt it was important to document the impact this event has had on artists from Cape Cod and beyond. Each of these conversations were recorded from a distance over Zoom. As such, you may hear a few imperfections in the audio. We hope these conversations comfort, inspire, and remind you that we're in this together. Thanks for listening. Welcome to the Creative Exchange Podcast. I'm Amy Davies, the Executive Director of Provincetown Community Television. And I'm Julie Wake, the Executive Director of the Arts Foundation of Cape Cod. Today, we're talking with three creatives who recently embarked on a four-week artist-in-residence program in downtown Hyannis. Through Mass Development and the Hyannis Transformative Development Initiative Partnership, visual artist Rachel Devaney, Deanna Nagel, and Lily Olin were each tasked with creating works that challenge existing narratives of life on Cape Cod. To complete these projects, the trio was given an artist stipend in studio space in downtown Hyannis. With the debut of their work behind them, they're here to talk about the experience. Welcome, Rachel, Deanna, and Lily. Welcome to the three of you. We're really excited to connect with you. And this has been kind of an interesting end of year to participate in an artist in residence program. I'd like to start with Lily to talk a little bit about, you know, what's what's your focus? And if I'd love to have each of you kind of talk about, you know, what your initiative is and you know what we might see at the end of this. I'll start with my process and what I've been thinking about uh, during this residency and thank you for all that are involved in this. It's been really wonderful and helpful uh, in expanding my work. So my process comes from a deeply rooted psychological standing. I typically describe myself as an abstract expressionist with some representational elements in the form of a landscape or seascape. It's rare that I have a set plan on how I'm going to complete a painting or piece of written work. Emotions move through me and then onto the canvas or paper. The poetry describes my relationship to the world around me as a gay individual. The theme throughout this particular project was the outsider looking upon new worlds. I imagine the viewer approaching the work and recognizing a landscape but then questioning if my painted world is inhabitable. I think this feeling of the outsider and being the other person comes from being part of the LGBTQ community. I find that gender is a limiting construct and impossible to live up to. I've been grappling with this new idea of how my paintings are genderless and therefore representing how I feel. The work flirts with traits that are associated with both genders through mark making, form and color. Thanks, Lily. Rachel, we'd love to hear a little bit about your approach to the residency program and and hear, you know, kind of a description of of the work that you've been working on. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. And first, let me just say, Lily, 
your work sounds amazing. I'm super excited to catch another look at it. One thing I would love to say is that being kind of part of this residency has opened my eyes to other forms of art and self-expression, which is really exciting. Being able to brainstorm with all of you. The other thing, uh, I guess the approach to my work, before I got the residency, I had already, as a photojournalist and a writer, I had already taken these photos at different protests that I went to after the murder of George Floyd, as well as Breonna Taylor. And so when I was out there, uh, part, not only you know going just to shoot the different protests um, and kind of capture that energy throughout the Cape, I was also participating myself. And when I take my photos, it's usually in that way. I'm also participating in the different struggles to raise black and brown voices, meaning, you know, black communities, indigenous communities and everything in between. On the Cape, we have such a rich source of different cultures and heritages. So I think with all of my work, I'm trying to raise awareness that we, we have so many different cultures on the Cape that make the Cape what it is. We're not just a tourist destination. We have so much more that goes into the fabric of this community. So that's usually my approach to photography. And it always comes along with just acknowledging that we do live on indigenous land. And this is the homelands of the Mashpee Wampanoag people. So with this particular exhibit, although we're ca I'm capturing images from different protests that you know, exploded around the Cape, so many of those protesters come from a line of civil rights activists. They come from a line of indigenous activists. They come from all different backgrounds, but all are coming together to create unity around raising the concerns that Black and Brown people have living on the Cape in a community that, while it's very rich with so many wonderful things, you know, it is still 94% white and our voices are often struggling to be heard. So this residency has really given me a platform and a foundation to really get other voices out there. And Deanna, tell us a little bit about what your focus has been. I've always been creative, but my particular recent endeavors into fashion design and accessories, things like that, are the result of a series of traumatic brain injuries. And I sustained three over the last three years. And that really came to be after the second one, which is my re-injury, so to speak. So it's been quite a ride <laughs> just in that process. But for me, this particular residency was really interesting because I, I sustained my third injury in March of this year. And so simultaneously, I also arrived in Hyannis homeless. I arrived in Hyannis um, having escaped a, a DV situation, domestic violence, which was not the typical template, so to speak. So my work has always been deeply personal to me. People think of fashion design or I think in general, and they think of, I, I don't know in the design aspect, but you know, just in fashion period, and this is some feedback that I've gotten even from models or things like that, is they think of it as a pretty shallow breadth of experiences you know people are made up made to look perfect things can somewhat be surface deep my work has always sought to challenge that to look far past the surface and to usually challenge whatever the norm of the day is so when I when I had my debut show 
which was over a year ago. You know, I used disabled, imperfect people as models, things like that. Uh, so I, I always try to, you know, anytime my work is looked at as art, which I feel that it is, but I haven't had as much opportunity for it to be seen that way. I really try to appreciate that moment in time to have that platform and that audience and to be very specific and intentional about what I communicate and how I communicate it. Going into this, uh, it was just going through and, and still am in some ways, a lot of emotional things inside. My ideas tend to be from the inside. Uh, I was used to in the past this may sound odd, but this is the best way for me to describe it. You know, understanding art as a, as an artist, you know, as a process where we look at the world, we observe it, we take it in, we kind of regurgitate our version of that back out in some level. And for me, the ideas incessantly come from the inside. It seems almost like I don't have to do that. They just keep coming and coming and coming. So it can be a little bit overwhelming. My process is almost a lack of process a lot of times, or it maybe seems that way to others. And I feel I'm quite at the mercy of it. So this was a little bit of a challenge in formulating in different steps of it and really honing it in. And my goal in all of this and always is to raise awareness about very specific issues, challenging life on the Cape. Obviously, you know, me in and of myself, I kind of challenged the face of homelessness, of domestic violence victim, you know, of what brain injury can look like. I am going through a number of different things in my own life. And so what unintentionally happened for me was really a much deeper understanding of, of art as a modality of therapy, really understanding the modality of how much I needed this on a day-to-day level. And, and observing that the days where I went a few days not in space, uh, there would just be so much that would pour out of me. And I'd be like, like, where is this coming from? And the next thing you know, you know, I'm sitting there in boohoo tears and realizing, wow, I'm processing. So, Deanna, you just brought up a really important, like something that I've been thinking about over the, you know, many months of this uh, pandemic. And I'm going to put it out to the to the three of you to kind of think about. You mentioned art is information. I think you said that. And, and that's something kind of like I hadn't thought about before. And but over the past several months, you know, and, um, and art is information, right? It's capturing the moment. And, and Rachel, you know that well, and as well as Lily. What can you tell me about that theme of of art is information and Main Street Hyannis. Yeah, Main Street is still fairly new to me and um, kind of looking at different things and seeing, okay, where do I belong in this kind of motion of Main Street? And being in the studio or space that we were given, and a lot of the time, my work is based off of really just looking, looking out the window, looking at my environment, looking at all the colors that surround me and helps kind of inform the paintings visually. What's, you know, um, a quick brush stroke or what's kind of a more smooth 
thicker paint on the canvas. What I've noticed looking out the windows is how quickly people move and the vehicles and the flashing lights as the emergency vehicles go. Uh, But also realizing where I didn't see much pride flags out or any type of representation of the um, LGBTQ community. And I thought that was really interesting. And that also brought light onto what I was thinking about for the residency and the focus point of my project. I always feel like I'm a a walking protest almost (laughs) just because I'm not one or the other or just fitting into one kind of category or people. Um, So it's nice to kind of bring uh, representation and being able to bring myself and show that in Main Street as well. When Lily was talking about like kind of noticing the different things, when I was at uh, the studio, I, I remember smelling Caribbean food. And I was like, oh man, I forgot that they're right there. I got to go over there. And, you know, it's that smell is like nostalgic. It reminded me that there are, there are also so many asylum seekers that come to the Cape. The Cape has become a haven for people from all over the world that want to come here. And they really just add so much written, richness to our community. And those smells, you, you can really like, good Caribbean food, you can only get that in New York City. So, you know, when, you, when you're also talking about a cityscape, Main Street in Hyannis is that. Right down the street, there's another Mexican place. And I interviewed them when I worked for the Cape Cod Times and they were asylum seekers that came from Mexico. So, you know, there's, there's just so much richness to Hyannis and Main Street and being able to kind of think about that and highlight that really kind of work its way into my work as well, I think for all of us. We're, we're creating conversations and furthering the conversation with the communities we belong to and experience and explore. And I think that's really important. This has been a truly fantastic platform to do that. The Cape represents to me a place of rebuilding. And so, but the experience in and of itself, hugely validating. And in my work, that's been heavily influenced by people. You know, I'm housed now, but I'm in a, a group type setting. And, and I see so many artists here that don't even recognize themselves that way. And so that's been unique to have those conversations. Oh, I didn't realize you were an artist too. And, and they don't even necessarily relate that way. But some of my pieces have been inspired by them directly and a few named after them. And so I've been able to say, hey, thank you for like making me do better work. I think sometimes we don't realize when we are amongst an art, you know, artist community, I don't think we realize the impact that we can have, you know, collectively and individually, but especially collectively. It's, it's been a wonderful experience so far. So thank you guys. So I really appreciate all these kind words. I want to say that the three of you really are doing important work. So thank you. And thank you for sharing your stories with us today. And thanks so much for listening. Thank you again to today's guest, Rachel Devaney, Deanna Nagel, and Lily Olin for this episode of the Creative Exchange Podcast. I'm Amy Davies, the Executive Director of Provincetown Community Television. And I'm Julie Wake, Executive Director of the Arts Foundation of Cape Cod. Until next time, stay well. We'd like to thank the John and Thurza Davenport Foundation for supporting the Creative Exchange.
The Creative Exchange Podcast is a collaboration between the Arts Foundation of Cape Cod and Provincetown Community Television. Words and music of this season's theme song are by Sarah Burrell, copyright 2009. To donate to the Arts Foundation of Cape Cod's Arts Relief Fund, a project supporting Cape Cod artists and arts organizations impacted by the pandemic, visit artsfoundation.org. Don't you worry.